All right, everybody. Uh, after a slight absence, um, we are back. Uh, your lovely hosts, Braden and Josh, back for another episode of Positively Charged Wrestling. Um, so we were we were talking back and forth and. It is the holiday season. It's basically the end of the year. And I know you, like myself, probably have not had the chance to watch a lot of wrestling basically since our last episode. So (laughs) uh, I've watched what I can. Um, There's just a whole lot of it out there. Um so I don't. I honestly don't know if we'll get to do another one of these between now and the end of the year. Um, I, I would imagine we would, but in the event we don't, because I'm sure there's going to be busyness all around, we decided to just go ahead and do our year-end episode this week. Um, and we, we'll obviously preview TLC, and it's funny. I know you felt the, kind of felt the same way I did. I, I was watching a little bit of SmackDown, and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, TLC is this weekend." <laughs> okay, kind of jumped up on us. Yeah, so um, we'll we'll touch on that a little bit uh, momentarily, but let's just get right into it. Um, we. Uh, I kind of I kind of shot out some categories to you. Nothing uh, nothing too crazy, um, but a 2019 wrestler of the year, women's wrestler of the year, match of the year, women's match of the year, and pay per view of the year. So let's um, let's start out with the ladies first because. Honestly, had a little bit of trouble. We'll, we'll go with uh, we'll go with the match of the year uh, on this. Um, and, and I said three, three. I think uh, in each each category, kind of a top three. I'll admit I had some trouble on the ladies. Uh, and, I, I did and, as well. And, and that's nothing, um, nothing against the ladies. I just. Kind of had some trouble, so I'll let you kick this off. Um, uh, what what uh, what was your women's match of the year? Well, matches, I suppose. Matches. Uh, well, um, as I told you yesterday, we were texting back and forth, and I, my choices are going to be a little odd because uh, I got realizing I've not watched a lot of pay per views this year. Uh, <laughs> with my seen the big four, but as far as the other pay per views, I've Maybe bits and pieces of them, but as far as a full pay per view, so all my choices might be a little off. You know, I'm I'm, I'm me missing some big pay per view matches, but I got some good matches from Raws and SmackDowns and this and that, and and there are a couple pay per view matches thrown in there. So I wanted to throw that out before I start making my choices. And somebody's like, well, "What in the world? How, why do you pick this over that?" You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to comment on a match that I've not seen. You know, that's what I'm saying is it might be a good match, but if I've not personally seen it. I'd feel wrong saying, well, this is the best women's match of the year or something like that, you know. So, hmm. uh, now I've got two two matches I picked. And and I had the same problem you were talking about. I think um, 
there's a lot of good women's matches this year, but I just didn't have any that or many that uh, that stood out above the good. And, and, and I'm not downplaying. I'm just saying uh, a lot of good, high quality matches, but none that had that spark. I guess that that took it to that next level. Uh, the I got two. That's that's what I picked out. Um, my my top candidate is Charlotte and Trish from SummerSlam. I uh, love that match. Same. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one I thought of when I was yep. uh, trying to come up with these. My other one was um, I'm a little off on the date. I think I'm not 100 percent sure this is the date from it, but uh, they did a match on Raw, uh, Charlotte and Becky against Sasha and Bailey. I think it was the first ever time that all four of them were in the in a match together. Yeah, I think and, it was uh, at, uh, Madison Square Garden. I think so. I think yeah. so. Like I, I've gotten. September 9th throat is the date, but I might be wrong on that. That that sounds close. I was going to say September something. It was somewhere real close to Labor Day. Yeah. I remember really enjoying that one when it aired. Uh, plus uh, the importance of all four of them being in the match together, uh, everybody being back in the company and everything. So that's the ones I went with. Um, I had thought about uh, – for some reason, I wanted to go back to Becky and Asuka from the Rumble, but I can't – I can just recall the finish. I can't really recall a whole lot of the match. I want to say I liked it, but without um, that that recollection, I didn't want to yeah. get it in there. So, I uh, well, I I also had um, Charlotte and Trish from SummerSlam. I thought I thought it was arguably the best match on the show. Um, yep, from from a pretty pretty good SummerSlam. Um, but um, that that was my top match. Uh, then my number two was uh, Rousey and Banks from uh, the Rumble. I, I thought that might be Rousey's best match she's had, including my number three pick, which was the women's main event from WrestleMania. Match-wise, I'm not sure if it was as good as the triple threat from a couple years prior. Yeah. Um, but the moment, I, I think the moment kind of um, kind of helped elevate it even more than what it was. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, that that's my top three. Now, the uh, and, and I'll just continue here, then hand the baton back off to you. Um, the, the women's wrestler of the year, my number three was Sasha Banks. I, I thought um, she came back with a vengeance. Uh, I, I wish they would have put the title on her and, and put Becky back in chase mode, but I get it. Um, but I still think she's had a pretty pretty good comeback. I almost went with Bailey due, due to the heel turn. but oh, nice. um, but I, I stuck with Banks because that segment where she did turn heel was one of the best segments of the year. Um, true, true. Shanna Baszler is my number two. I, I think she has just went about her business uh, in NXT and, and came to the main roster during the Survivor Series, showing she's more than capable. Um, I'm hearing rumors that if they can't get Rousey back in time uh, for Mania, then – they could gear up for a Becky Baszler uh, feud heading into Mania. That could be a lot of fun. That'd be cool. 
my number one, I had a lot of trouble with, but I went with Becky. Um, but for the sheer fact, she's kept the momentum going. Um, tail end of the last year, about this time, Survivor Series to now, is when she really started gaining steam, uh, kept it going. Um, and, and I kind of compare it, I guess, I got to thinking about it. It, it was almost like – and you may disagree. I don't know. I was trying to wrap my head around what even I was thinking. Austin's 97 was super fun. Um, yep. From from the feud with Brett, even the uh, feud with uh, to the tail end of the year uh, with The Rock and uh, the Nation of Domination and, and that whole deal. Um you had had the deal with uh, Owen at SummerSlam. That feud was fun, d- despite yeah. the outcome of that. Um, his '98 was when he really caught fire, and obviously the the McMahon stuff kind of kind of started happening. And, and I was trying to think, you know, maybe Becky last year. The, from SummerSlam forward was kind of like her 97 Austin. And this is like her 98 where she's firmly established as the top female and is just, she's the champ. She's riding the wave of momentum. So um, yeah, that that's my reasoning for, for going with Becky. Uh, so, so who's your top gals this year? Uh, well, th- they look a lot similar to yours. <laughs> Actually. Uh, of course you got to go Shayna. Uh, I'm not, I, I haven't seen as much NXT as others, but uh, I mean, I've, I've been hearing the buzz, and I've since they've hit the USA, I've been trying to watch. And uh, um, I mean, she's had a, had a good year and is ready for that next that main roster jump. But of course, now that NXT is its own separate brand, that may not happen. But uh, uh, I actually, I, you actually influenced one of the picks just right then. Uh, I'm I'm throwing Bailey in there because of her year, uh, winning the Money in the Bank, getting the women's title, getting the heel turn that I think needed to happen. Uh, whole different character and stuff. Uh, well, I also did the um, women's tag titles earlier in the year. I think her and Sa- once her and Sasha wanted that. Bailey's like the uh, only one to hold all three. Is that what? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was kind of cool, and of course the the top spot I, I gave Becky too because. She's kind of at that level by herself, you know. It's that that mega star, you know, immediately gets the attention when she comes out there, uh, the crowd and everything. So, definitely went with her as my top one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's the wrong pick by any means. Um, so, I think we'll we'll go with um, let's go with our top pay per views of the year. Let's switch it up a little bit. Um, and uh, I'll go first here. Um, I, uh, in my number three spot, I had double or nothing from AEW, not because it's a knee jerk reaction and we got to have some AEW. Uh, no, no. It, it, I, I thought uh, they've had three pay per views this year, they just announced another one. Um, I, I thought it was a good show. I, I thought 
uh, overall the, the feel of it. And maybe maybe it's because it was the first one. But I, I thought uh, I thought it was a, a really good, really fun show um, that uh, that certainly kind of gave me the feeling of you know okay this this is a possibly some legitimate competition the the next show i had was SummerSlam. um i thought the build-up to a lot of the matches was pretty good um i, I thought uh I thought, if I remember correctly, I think they kept it short. Um, everybody, I think even when we did a show, we were saying it was going to run super long, and it, it actually didn't. Uh, yeah, I think I remember. Yeah. So uh, Becky and Natalia was a solid match. Uh, some fun stuff with Goldberg, um, AJ Styles and Ricochet was good. I mean, there there wasn't anything on the show that you could point to and be like, well, that was a stinker. Uh, obviously Trish and, and Charlotte, uh, Kofi and Randy, you know, had a, the, the finish was a little, little wonky, but I thought up until that point, then obviously the debut of the fiend, um, Lesnar and Rollins, uh, just, I, I thought it was a fun show. My, my top show of the year, uh, was the Royal rumble. Um, Loved, loved the baseball stadium. Um, as you mentioned yesterday, earlier, as you mentioned earlier, uh, Austin, Becky, um, fun match. Uh, he, this was also kind of the infancy of uh, Shane and the Miz, that whole feud. Um, Sasha and... Uh, Sasha and Rousey. Um, and, and the thing that I think this show, why I, I really enjoyed it as much as I did, they got everything right for the most part. Uh, Becky won the women's rumble. Seth won the men's rumble. That was who everybody was wanting. Um, plus, we got a couple pretty awesome title matches with uh, Brian and Styles and then Lesnar and Balor. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought there wasn't a whole lot wrong with the Royal Rumble. Uh, good show. Just sure. solid stuff. So, um, so what, what was your uh, top shows of the year? Uh, well, I picked one. Uh, like I said earlier, I hadn't seen a whole lot of pay-per-views all the way through, so I I figured I'd just pick the one of the few that I had, um, and I went with SummerSlam. Uh, you you gave a good rundown of the reasons why a while ago. Um, it's a pretty solid show. Uh, had three really really good women's matches on that yep. show. Uh, I, I, I seem to remember that uh, Ember and Bailey. I think kind of went short in my mind. Mm-hmm. It was a good good match, but it kind of felt like there was going to be more to it or something. Um, but uh, I I remember really enjoying that show, and uh, so that's the one I went with. Um, Good points on the Rumble too. It, it was a good show this year too, and and uh, Mania Mania always gets touted as the big show, you know. But uh, I, I think maybe SummerSlam and Rumble overshadowed Mania this year, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we will get into now uh, 
I think uh, I think we'll go with uh, the men's match of the year. Uh, and I, I picked three. Um, and uh, my, my number three spot is uh, Walter and Tyler Bate um, from uh, the NXT show back in August. I think I mentioned it on on here that uh, that it was just an absolute banger of a match, um, and uh, yeah, still, still stands up. Um, I, I need to get back into watching some more NXT UK, uh, but uh, this match. This match went 42 minutes. Um, didn't feel like it. it. It was one of those matches that was going long. Didn't feel like it. Some hard-hitting action. Um, then uh, my number two is uh, Adam Cole, baby, and uh, Mr. NXT Johnny Gargano from the TakeOver I think it was 25 back in June. And this was their two out of three falls match. Um, and uh, just just absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. Um, it, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people at the time said it was a little self-indulgent. Uh, because they were kicking out of finishers, kicking out of this, just to the umpteenth degree. Um, but uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so then my number one match, this shouldn't come come as a surprise. I've been saying it all year. It's still Cody and Dustin from uh, Double or Nothing. Um, I, that's one of the few times in the past several years I've, I've gotten chills watching a match and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know, Dustin is, you know, bleeding profusely. Yeah, blood. It was, it added to the story. The buildup to this match, yeah. the buildup to this match was great. The, the vignettes they had was was just awesome. Um, and yeah, it was hard hitting match. Great story told. Then obviously after the match, uh, Cody, then, you know, the, the brothers fight. Well then, all right, the fight's done. Let's, you know, I, now I need my brother because I have another fight type thing. And, um, yeah, it was uh, just a master class in storytelling and, and still stands up as, as my match of the year. So, good choice. Good choice. Hand, hand the baton off to you, good sir, and I uh, look forward to, to your picks. Oh, well, I don't know. I had to, I, I made a list of like five or six and then tried to eliminate a few, you know, to get down to three. Um, the three I kept on the list, though. Uh, uh, my number three, I'm going to go with Adam Cole and Matt Riddle from the first NXT show. Nice. Um, good match, good title match. 
um, my first exposure to Riddle, as as we talked on the podcast, uh, he checked all these boxes of, of things that irritate me, but it was a great showing, and uh, uh, I definitely had to go with that one on the list. Uh, my number two, I went with Cody and Dustin. It had to be on the list. Uh, great match, great story behind it. Uh, as you said, they had that moment after the match. Uh, it's it's kind of a match that we kind of wanted to see for a while. Uh, they had the their run as a tag team in the WWE and started to feud, and I think they had a match on pay-per-view, but it was like a little throwaway match. They didn't even do anything really, you know. And uh, then it was like, oh, storyline over and. So it was kind of something that we almost got before, even if Cody was in the Stardust gimmick, but it never really fleshed out. So it was kind of cool to finally get that matchup between the two, and they delivered, definitely delivered on that one. Um, My number one, I had to go with this one. There's there's always a match on Mania that I rewatch. Like the next couple days, I'll go back and rewatch it. And I had to go with this one. Entering, it may not have been as good as the other two that I mentioned, but Kofi and Brian for me was my match of the year. It was it was that moment. I just had to go back to it. I, I almost put that on there. I almost did put put it on mine, but uh, no, I, I agree with you. The moment, and sadly, after that, like the crowd just wasn't as hot. <laughs> Um, yep. Yep. but that, that was the peak. I, I think, <clears throat> I think that's why the, I didn't put the women's match on my women, uh, women's match of the year because the crowd kind of calmed down and cooled down. Yeah. And it just, it, although it was a great match, great showing, and it, it was huge having them in the main event, the, the, the crowd reaction kind of, I don't know, brought it down a notch or two for me. If that crowd was on fire, like they should have been, but I, I can't blame them. I mean, you get, you get up, you get on the, the highs and then you got to come back down yeah. from it. So yeah. time, timing wise, it just didn't work out too well, but, um, and also I, I think entering wise, if I remember correctly, the rematch they had on raw about two or three weeks later may have actually been a better entering match than the, the mania match, but you just can't top that moment in my eyes. It, yeah. was, it was huge. Certainly. Yeah. Um, no solid, solid choices. So, I'll uh, let the ball stay in your court for the 2019 male wrestler of the year. Uh, top top three. Okay. Right. Male wrestler of the year. I'm going to try. I've got three wrote down. I'm trying to think of what order I want to give them in. Uh, number three, I'm going to give to uh, Adam Cole. Um, dude's super talented. He's going places. Uh, just even if you wanted to just go by his like past month or two alone, you know, it, it had to put him at least in the, uh, consideration to be in the wrestler of the year. Cause dude had an awesome October and November, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's, he's got going places. He's going to be something big for years to come. Uh, my number two, I'm going with Rollins, uh, regardless of the crowd turning on him and all that stuff and saying, Facebooking was horrible and stuff. Rollins had a good year. Uh, he always delivers in ring. Um, he's changing it up, going going heel recently, so that's going to be something to look forward to. But I, I had to go with him. My number one, I'm giving to Jericho. Um, 
I mean, Jericho, he's reinventing himself again. He, he's one of them that I'll always, like, put as one of the top guys because he can work with anybody, whether it be a lower-card guy or main event guy, and it be believable. Um, he's been all over the card, you know. He's, he's like, world title, um, TV titles, intercontinental titles, everything, mm-hmm. you know. And he's done it again, and and it's his his established star power is going to help make these stars to be in AEW, and that's what he's doing right now. And uh, I'm giving him the nod for the rest of the year. Um, well, my top three: um, Brian is in my third spot. Uh, I, I think, for the most part. Uh, from, from the whole feud with Kofi, even on through the questionable feud during the summer with Reigns uh, to now with um, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend. Uh, he had a phenomenal match with Adam Cole on TV. I, I think Brian has been very consistent Um very consistent in just having a, a pretty solid year. Uh, yep, yep. My number two is Adam Cole. Uh, to to your point, I think basically since NXT jumped to USA, he has been rocket strapped to to a degree, and I'm all for it. I, I think. Uh, I think he he could be one of the closest things to Shawn Michaels we've had in the sense of uh, style and and you know heel antics. I, I think he's he's just terrific. And my number one is the same as yours, uh, Jericho. Uh, nice. I kind of I kind of remain silent because I thought I was going to throw a curveball in. <laughs> but you you out curved the curveball. Um, no, I mean he's he's forty nine years old, but he's reinvented himself as you said yet again. Uh, he's getting stuff over that only he can. A little bit of the bubbly. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what even is that? But it's hilarious. Uh, the lexicon of the champion. I mean. Who <laughs> I don't even know. Uh and it's genuinely funny. It's not wrestling funny. I mean, this is like you could probably show this to just a non-wrestling fan and they would get a chuckle. It's just funny stuff. Um true, true. And as you said, you know, he's he's getting these guys over. Um you know, everybody associated with him in the inner circle is better for it. Uh, we're we're going to have feuds splinter off from that once they inevitably break up. Uh, he he's been he done a good job at making Darby Allen or helping make Darby Allen um, going with the Jungle Jack Perry this week. Uh, thanks, Jr. for for the new name. Uh, <laughs> But um, but no, I, I completely agree. I think Jericho, his job when he came there, when he signed, was to do 100% what he's doing right now. 
and, and that's yep. to be the anchor, to be the guy. And I think he's just he's been on fire. So, um, well, there we have it. There, there's 2019 in a nutshell. So, a couple things, a couple other things I want to talk about. Um, it's been a crazy year. Uh, what story do you think? Uh, what do you think, I guess, the, the biggest story of the year has been? Uh, what was it? Was it Bischoff and Heyman? Was it a new company starting? Was it Punk coming back? I mean, what, what do you think has really, really had the most impact? Um, I would go with uh, AEW and the, the Wednesday Night War thing. Uh, because I mean it's changing things, you know. It's uh, it's not only is it the new company, it's changed the way that like Vince and his crew is doing things. It's uh, it's getting new eyeballs on the business, uh, which is always a good thing. Um, and well, and uh, like the Heyman thing, Heyman and Bischoff, I think, of course, that was an an extension of that in mm-hmm. a way. You know, it was something that uh, the WWE was like, oh, we got to change the way we're doing things, so they brought them in and um. I, I'm going that route that the uh, AEW and the Wednesday Night War story. story well, I about said storyline. It's not storyline. It's happening. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think that's the biggest story of the year. Yeah, I, and I can't disagree with that. Um, I think Punk would have trumped it had he come back proper in, instead of on the backstage show. And they could be saving that for after the first year. I still firmly believe. We will be seeing him in Tampa at Mania, and can't convince me otherwise. Um, but uh, but no, it, it's definitely AEW. Um, just really to uh, to quote John Moxley, it has been a paradigm shift, um, and uh, and I'm very happy for it. I think it's been a long time coming and I hope they continue their, their success and continue to grow. Uh, Bischoff and Heyman. I, I think that's obviously Bischoff is, is not there anymore, sadly. Uh, and Heyman, I think is, is doing just fine on raw. I honestly think raw has been the better show. Um, SmackDown has been good, but I, I really think Raw has been the better show for a few weeks now. So, um, yeah, SmackDown's on that Friday time slot. It makes it uh, it's a little more difficult to catch than it was when it was on Tuesdays for me because uh, I always watch everything like next day due to work, and um, you know, SmackDown hits Friday, work Saturday. I got Saturday night, but you know, if I already got something going on, you know. I, I do that instead of SmackDown, and then of course we'll do our shows usually on Sundays. So, yep. hadn't, hadn't caught a whole lot of SmackDown recently, but that's their fault for switching yep. nights. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the blame on them. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um, so we, we've we've kind of put a bow on 2019. Uh, before we take a look at TLC, uh, what's let's throw out a, a couple, two or three bold predictions for 2020 um kind of putting you on the spot a little bit here uh 
put what what's some bold predictions that that you think could happen? We'll say bold but realistic. Uh, but then again, twenty nineteen was just crazy. If you would have told me that Bischoff and Heyman was going to be in control for a brief period, I would have said no. That's that's a fever dream. But um, <laughs> but no, some bold predictions for twenty twenty. What what do you think? Um. Well, I'm, I'm, I always hype this guy up, but uh, if if they don't have Drew McIntyre in a serious main event push by the end of the year, something's wrong. <laughs> that, that's my first prediction. Um, let's see what 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 would be realistic, but earth kind of not not earth shaking, but um. Well, you got me on that one. I've I've already threw one out there. I I, I think we'll see Punk at Mania. I think um, not not to be not to be a fanboy or or be anything like that. I really think AEW will will crack uh, a million viewers consistently um, going in or in the next year. Um, I think they're hovering right around seven fifty to 800,000 a week. So, so they're not that far away. Um, and something's telling me that Keith Lee is going to be the man to beat Brock Lesnar. Uh, I could see so, supposedly Vince loves him some Keith Lee and he's, Gaining a little bit of steam, um, so so who knows? Um, but but I think um, I, I think it should be a fun year, an exciting year. Uh, so, with all that being said, uh, as we mentioned. We do have a pay-per-view tonight. So let's let's do the rundown of the card. Um, the Viking Raiders, they've been coming out doing these open challenges, which is pretty cool. Uh, not sure where this is going. Um, I, I'm sure some team is probably going to answer the call eventually. Um but uh, they're, they're going to do an open challenge. I don't know who a surprise team could be. Um, but but we shall see. A feud that I am teetotally loving and has Paul Heyman written all over it is Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'm hoping Murphy doesn't get buried in this. I know one guy's got to win, one guy's got to lose. Uh, but it uh loving it. It's simple, doesn't even have to have a title involved. It's good stuff. Um any uh predictions for that match? Uh I'm going uh I'm going Buddy Murphy. Oh, ah, okay. Um really enjoying him. He, he dude he's had a successful twenty nineteen. Yes. Arrived on the scene and made an impact with with uh, what Reigns and Brian back to back, and uh, 
of course, Grant, you know, granted, then after that, it kind of cooled down a little bit and stuff. But now it looks like they're doing something with him with black. And uh, like you said, one's got to win, one's got to lose. So that, that's unfortunate. That's the unfortunate part because both guys could really uh, shine real well on this one. I, I'm going with Buddy, though. Big big Buddy fan. He's I'm expecting big things from him this coming yeah. year. Um, next, we got a ladder match for the – SmackDown tag team titles um, with uh, Kofi and Big E versus The Revival. Um, well, when is their contract up? I feel like I feel like that's a question that that constantly gets asked. But I that is one team that I think just is biding their time till they go to AEW. <laughs> the Revival. Um, yeah. But um, this should be fun. Uh, I, I think uh, I think the new day retain. Um, but um, what's uh, what's your your prediction? I, I'm I'm agreeing with you on that. I think new day is going to retain in this one. Uh, um, that their reign hasn't really been that long what they got them right before uh, Survivor Series I think and uh, I, I think New Day is going to keep them in this one um, so side note I was curious uh, the Revival's contract expires in April of next year uh, but Dash Wilder had 10 weeks tacked on due to his uh Due to his injury, he had so um, interesting. So they'll they'll at least make it through Mania. Yeah, yeah. So interesting stuff there. Um, and you, you could probably gauge whether they're going to leave or not with how high they are. Like what what profile they're at on the Mania card then. Uh, I bet. A couple of interesting ones to keep an eye out on. Matt and Jeff Hardy, their contracts expire in March. So, could we see a, a Young Bucks and uh, Hardy Boys um, dream match? Perhaps. Possibly. I've, I've been hearing reports of Hardy's like doing some kind of free the delete thing on Twitter or something. So, I don't know if he's like kind of Building like a little following, getting ready for him possibly to leave or something. Hmm. I don't know. We've got so that that would be kind of cool. We've got Rusev and Bobby Lashley uh, tables match. Um, I'm going to say Rusev. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who this feud has benefited. Um, I'll just be completely blunt. Um, the only thing I think we've gotten is uh, face Rusev with a Donald Duck shirt, uh, <laughs> which was just terrific. Uh, so, so if he's still kind of a fun-loving guy, but just a killer, I'm all for it. If that's what comes out of all this, but yeah, I think I think Rusev wins. Um, this, this is an odd situation there. They're two guys that could have a pretty good uh, match, but it's kind of weighed down by this odd storyline that 
I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I read online somebody made the statement that uh, before the whatever happened on Monday, I missed that whole segment on Monday, but uh, before Monday aired, uh, somebody made the statement that there was going to be a double turn and Rusev and Lana were going to be heels aligned together and they somehow they were setting up Bobby Lashley, hmm. which I would have been interested in just to, you know, because they would have they would have got me. I wouldn't have been seeing it coming. Uh, but I don't really understand what they would have been setting Bobby Lashley up for, because there was like there's nothing really at stake as far as the title or anything like that to have him lower his guard. So, but uh, I don't know. It it'd be an interest more interesting situation if the storyline wasn't kind of odd. But uh, um, I'm hoping I'm, I'm going to Rusev. I'm hoping he wins, and we both both sides kind of move on to somebody else. And I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, just move on from it. Um, yeah, the Miz and Bray Wyatt. So, th- this is kind of interesting. Um, supposedly, Bray Wyatt is going to be wrestling, not the Fiend. Um, so, so I'm wondering if he keeps the same style as the Fiend. I wonder if he can feel pain, unlike the Fiend. Now that that's going to be really interesting if he wrestles an entirely different style, and, and rather than the fiend, like I am actually interested in this match for that reason. Um, and I almost put Bray Wyatt on my wrestler of the year list for the sheer fact of talk about reinventing yourself. True, uh, true. Good stuff from SmackDown Friday with the little segment they had with the Miz and. Um, Ray Wyatt kind of invading uh, Monroe Sky's crib with the puppets and kind of creepy but fun stuff. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Ray Wyatt here. I'm not sure why we took a detour to the Miz in the middle of all this. I guess we'll fire back up with Daniel Bryan going to the Rumble. Uh, Possibly, yeah. I heard. Heard Brian like wasn't even on SmackDown this week or something. Yeah. Or, so I I'm interested in this. Uh, well, if you honestly, it may have just been last our last episode that I said that uh, Miz deserved at least not maybe not a title run, but at least to be in a main event uh, title picture. So I don't know if the WWE's got our uh, podcast on the, their playlist or uh, what's going on here, but. Uh, uh, I, I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with something here. I I think I heard someone. I was listening to another podcast yesterday, and I think I heard them mention that it's not been mentioned at all that this is gonna be for the title. Hmm. So I'm thinking Miz is gonna get the win here over Bray, which will then set up Miz and Fiend for the Rumble, and then of course Miz is gonna get beat by the Fiend, but. Uh, I think it's going to – I think this is probably one of the feuds to just kind of tide us over, you know. And uh, so I think it's going to go from Miz somehow getting a win over the uh, the Mr. Rogers-style Bray Wyatt. I don't know how, but, you know. And then that will set us up for uh, the Rumble, which kind of would, you know, it wouldn't be believable really, I don't think, for Miz to beat The Fiend. So – but if Bray is in his – lesser violent persona mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and Miz can get, 
can you know Miz can get the win over him, and then possibly then that would help it, help build the match for him and the Fiend at the Rumble. Be like, well, he did beat the other brand, yeah. so maybe you know, and then then Miz gets a title shot, which you know, like I said, just last episode, I think it was, I was talking about Miz needing a uh, to be in the title picture, and and if you look at it, a lot of times the Rumble, um, you get title matches at the Rumble with guys that don't necessarily have the uh, the title feuds. Does that yeah. make any sense? Uh, Bob Holly. I think in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was going to be my example. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Bob Holly from a few years ago, which interesting match, interesting uh, talent, but it's not somebody that normally would be in the title picture. So I think that's probably why Miz is here. He's not normally used in that main event scene. I, I guess to keep – so you got somebody your, – your main event guys can be in the Rumble, I guess, in, in that sense. So. I think every time now I think of Bob Holly, I think of um, Pritchard's podcast. He tells a story. They had a meeting, and uh, it's I forget what the meeting was about. And but Bob Holly stands up. And he's like, "I got an idea. Won't you give me the belt?" <laughs> Serious as a heart attack, you know. And then and then they're like, "Well, then what, Bob? Well, then I beat everybody." And, and I can just that I can literally see Bob Holly saying that that just and meaning it. Um, I I get the, uh, the the Bob Holly reference. I always think of um, where I listen to Hawkins and Riders podcast. Whenever I hear Bob Holly, I, they've got a story where they they had a match or did something. They come backstage and they ask Bob what he thought about it. And uh, his response was, whole thing sucked. And that was, they, they referenced that all the time. So that's the first thing I think of when I think Bob Holly now. Uh, whole thing sucked. Oh, well. Oh, good old Bob Holly. Uh, <laughs> so, so moving on, we've got, uh, we got a TLC match with uh, the Kabuki Warriors and uh, Charlotte and Becky. I mean, this should be fun. Um, a lot of talent in the ring yeah. here. I think we're going to see an elbow drop by Kyrie Sane off the top of the ladder. Uh, that should be just gorgeous. Um, so wh- wh- what's your prediction here? Because I think the Kabuki Warriors got to retain. Um, but I don't um. I, I don't know. <laughs> this is one of them. I, I don't see where it, I don't. I don't want Becky and Charlotte feuding again. Yeah. Not not yet. It's gonna it's gonna happen eventually. But you know what? Uh, so I don't want it to be they lose and then then we will get them wrestling again. Um, I don't really think they need the women's tag titles. And if they win the women's tag titles, then that's only gonna set up a Becky Charlotte feud when they lose. Mm-hmm. So I I think Kabuki Warriors win, and I just don't know where everything goes after that. I I agree. I agree. Um. Um. Yeah, I think I think they win, and this is just a placeholder until the Rumble. Um. I've I've really enjoyed their uh, the build for this though. This that's like one of the only consistent things I've seen each week was like this Monday. I got home and uh, turned it on, and I got I think I come in at the time to uh, see Becky wrestle her match and the backstage build with her and Charlotte in the trainer's room. And so uh, 
that, that's like the only, pretty much the only thing I saw on Raw this week, just about. <laughs> <laughs> but but I've enjoyed the uh, the build each week for, for this match. So even though I guess it would have been even better if I knew, had thought that TLC was right around the corner and could enjoy it building to the uh, pay per view, but TLC kind of took us by surprise. So. Um. And I guess the main event uh, will be Roman versus King Corbin. And I don't see any reason why Roman won't won't win here. Um, I don't know. This feud's been (laughs) – to to quote Bob Holly, whole thing sucked. Um, <laughs> so just to be honest, um I'm kinda I'm kinda getting ready for Roman to who would have thought we'd have said this a year and a half, two years ago. Kind of getting ready for Roman to get back in the title picture. Um I think they've done a, a, a wonderful job of keeping him out of the title picture, but you, you gotta put him back in there, right? Eventually, it's got to yeah. happen. Um. So, so what are you thinking? You thinking, um, uh, Reigns and the Fiend, and then Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar. That's that's probably the end game. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, that that's I, I could see it going a couple different ways, but yeah. Because you don't want another Roman and Brock. That's that's done. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's either going to be Cena or uh, Roman that takes the Fiend down. Because it seems like the Fiend is going back through all his uh, enemies from the past. I definitely think we need a, a Cena. Wait, wait, whoever thought I'd say those words, but I definitely think we need a Cena match with the yeah. Because uh, I, I think that would, uh, uh, especially since Cena's, he, he's in that put up, put people over mode. You know, mm-hmm. usually like, like the past little bit, he's actually been, uh, you know, which I know it's not his decision, but you know, it's the company's as far as like his his unbeatable era. But uh, uh, he's been doing a lot of putting people over when we see him, and I think that would be cool for the Fiend. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um... So yeah, we'll we'll probably get a Roman win here. Nothing. Um, I, I don't think it'll be a bad show. Um, but um, I think that's that's it. Uh, I don't think anything jumped out uh, jumped out from the past couple weeks that. Uh, of note for me, uh, anything been jumping out at you, uh, you want to touch on? I did see a video this morning showing, uh, Seamus is back. Yeah. So, uh, I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, I always been a pretty big Seamus fan. Um, and let's see. As, as, uh, well, as I mentioned earlier, another AEW pay-per-view, they're calling it revolution. Um, I'm surprised they're not calling it lethal leap year. Because it is on February twenty ninth, uh, but um, not crazy about it being in Chicago. I, I get that uh, they're firmly wanting to entrench themselves in Chicago, much how 
WWE entrenched themselves in the New York area, but I'm hoping hoping they branch out a little bit. Um, yeah, but um, I mean it, it should be good. I'm digging there. February, May, August, November, four, four big shows a year. I'm I'm liking that. Um, but uh, gives you time to build the something. Yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, what uh, what else you got? Uh, well, we had some releases last week. Uh, Harper, Sankara, and The Ascension released from WWE last week. And I've heard that there's possibly more on the way. So, um, that, yeah. Good luck to them and whatever they do. Uh, I'm sure we'll see them pop up. I think Tri- Sankara's already showed up in AAA. Yeah. Um, I think the one out of out of that group, the ones that I'm kind of uh, saddest to see go is The Ascension. I, I feel that they just never got their opportunity. Yeah, I, I think... They got go ahead. Uh, they got called up to the main roster, and uh, never got really used as a dom- as a formidable tag team. They they kind of just kind of fell over and started had to put people over and not, and not put people over in a good way. It was like lose to everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I was interested to see what they could do when they come to the main roster, and uh, it never happened. And I so I'm out of the the four. Uh, uh, releases that that's the one that I'm kind of sad to see go because and I feel that was a missed opportunity. The other two, uh, Harper Harper had a pretty decent run, and uh, I don't know, I, I enjoyed his run, but I never, you know, other than him as part of the White family, I, whenever they run him by himself, I didn't get really get into his stuff. And uh, Sankara was kind of hit, hit or miss, you know, he was in and out of the company and had a well, I think when, it, when he first showed up, it was a different guy, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And then the uh, Hudico took back over, and then again, like I said, he was kind of in and out, and you'd see him like he he, he kind of fell into that ascension role too. He was just there to put people over, and he, he was pretty good, but I I never really got a whole lot into him. But no, I, I agree. Um, I'd be interested to see who uh, who else they release and where they wind up. Certainly. Um, do you have anything for uh, this day in wrestling history? I got a few things I was checking out this morning. Um, let's see. I'll go back to the oldest entry on it. Uh, from 1975, oh. Bruno San Martino and Ivan Koloff in a cage match. Nice. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. Um, my big ones, though, uh, this was in, in 1997. This was the night that. Uh, Austin threw the Intercontinental title in the river. Nice. Classic. That was a cool segment there. Um, I think the week before, they were going to strip him of the Intercontinental title because, uh, I guess, because he drove this pickup into the into the <laughs> arena and then kind of used it as a weapon. So, he didn't run over anybody. For anybody listening that didn't see the show, <laughs> Austin did not run over anybody. <laughs> uh, he just kind of hit people with the door and stunned them on top of it and stuff <laughs> like that. So, so don't don't think that Austin tried vehicular manslaughter on the rock. <laughs> Uh, but now he, he threw the Intercontinental title in the river that night and uh, which that segment kind of what we saw him what rock through Austin in the river one time <laughs> and then Angle through no Austin acted like he threw Angle's medals in the river or something and then Angle pushed Austin into a kiddie pool making him through, think he was hitting throwing the river I don't know it, that segment's kind of been played over again multiple times um the other big one i've got it's not really a big one but i i really think this is kind of cool um 
I didn't honestly didn't know this happened until a few years after it happened. Uh, on uh, December fifteenth of two thousand, uh, just reading it on paper, it's nothing major. It's the Dudleys and Tommy Dreamer against Simon Diamond, Johnny Swinger, and C.W. Anderson. But the thing about this was this was after the Dudleys had already left ECW for the WWF, and they come back and did a one night only thing. I think in uh, New York. I don't know if it's the Hammerstein Ballroom was that the the one that they would run and Raw would or run also. I, I think. Uh, they did a one-night-only show in ECW, so it was kind of cool having a homecoming of sorts for the Deadly, so that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> and other than that, we had, uh, in 2002, we had Armageddon on uh, December uh, 15th. That was uh, Angle and Big Show, uh, Sean and Hunter in like a two-out-of-three falls match for the title. And... Uh, that's about all I got. We had a couple of Raws in there, but I, I didn't really see nothing that jumped out on the match listing for those. So, some neat little stuff. Well, cool, cool. Um, well, I think, uh, as I said, I think um, TLC should be a plenty, plenty watchable show. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, what the end of the year has to bring us, and obviously. We're, we're about to kick start into uh, the road to WrestleMania in about a month. Um, from, from January to April is always the most fun time. So should uh, should be a lot of fun heading into the new year. So thanks as uh, always for everybody that listens. And uh, we'll keep plugging along heading into 2020 with this. Um, that's all I got. I, I, that's all I got. Stay positive, guys. <laughs>